Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Welcome, everybody, to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. I have an awesome episode for you today with Eric Malzoni, who is a business entrepreneur in the health and fitness industry. He has owned several CrossFit gyms. He has several websites, and he's got podcasts. I mean, this guy is all over the place, and he's crushing it, especially in this space that we're in right now during COVID when things have changed dramatically for the, the blueprint of how fitness looks for the professional and for the consumer. So we've got a great podcast today to talk to the professional who's looking to be more professional and create a business that is creating six figures or more. And then for the consumer who is really, you know, unsure of how to go about and navigate the, the, the fitness space today, where to go, how to do it. And if online training or this new way that we're doing it is really going to last. So Eric, welcome to the I'm Healthy podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. It's it's a pleasure to be here. And as we were chatting before recording, I really uh, admire what you've done. I mean, 13 years of of gym ownership and so many people you've helped and your podcast and all of it, man. It's it's really impressive. So it's it's an honor to be here. And thanks for having me. Uh, great. Well, the pleasure's all mine. And you know, it, that brings me to a, a critical point in the conversation. Just you know, acknowledging, right? Acknowledging someone and, you know, or some something that does, does a great job or that you look up to. I think in the world today, you know, we're so lack of, you know, the communication and the connection between people that giving somebody an appreciation or an acknowledgement that really comes from the heart goes so far, right? So that opens up the gate to so many different ways, whether you're, you know, a, a client working with a trainer, you know, telling that trainer or the professional, you know what, that was a great workout. You did an awesome job today. Give them a pat on the back, give them a high five, make them feel good about what they're doing because then they're going to want to do more and they're going to do more for you. And, it's, and and vice versa, you know, trainers out there, if you're listening, don't be afraid to compliment your clients. Yeah, you want to you want to constructively criticize them and break them down to build them up, but give them the kudos when they're when they're succeeding, even if they're small goals, you know, make sure you're giving them that credit and Again, you know, it goes a long way. They're going to want to perform and do more for you. So again, thanks for that acknowledgement. And I acknowledge you for all that you've done as well. And uh, for being on this podcast, you know, you're, if you're on this podcast, you're worthy, my man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I vet I, I I my, I vet my, my, the, the people that I have on here quite a bit, you know, I don't just have anybody on. I want somebody who has substance, someone who's going to offer the clients and the people that are listening to this podcast which now is, you know, in excess of over 600 people per episode, you know, what, what valuable information am I going to get from this? Because they're spending their time, whether they're driving or sitting at home or doing whatever, listening to this. So I want to make sure that, you know, my guests are delivering the best, uh, the best knowledge they can. So not only are they learning, but they can apply what they're learning. That to me is most important. So Eric, give us a little background of who you are and then you know, how you got to be here and, you know, what you're up to today in the industry. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it slightly abbreviated, but I, so I'm, I'm originally from California, grew up in the Silicon Valley before it really became all that. I joke, I'm like, I remember when it was all orchards and I ran my bike, you know, I drove my bike everywhere and that's me. So I'm dating myself and I'll be 44 this year. So grew up there. I played sports basically my whole life. I was a competitive swimmer starting at five, found water polo at 
12 and played that for excess of 20 years through college, club teams, all of that. After school, when I graduated college, I came back to California and I was, uh, it was 1999, 2000. It was the dot-com bust. So I seem to go, ironically, my life seems to go from one economical crisis to the next. Uh, but that was, it was tough. It was tough to find work. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know that I want to be a business owner. I had a, you know, this interest in entrepreneurship, but I, I really just wanted to have a good time. I was 21, right? So find jobs. So I just took the first job I could get, which was a sales gig. I started selling recruitment services and that led me to an office up in the East Bay of, of, of rights outside San Francisco. And, and for about eight or nine years, maybe a little bit more, I did various forms of sales and various levels of success, radio ads, real estate finance, legal publishing, you know, nothing, nothing out there really sexy or fun, but All I did well. Yeah, but I did well. You know, I, I learned a little bit about sales and I, I ended up doing well. And I had kind of an epiphany right around 2008 when I was at this national sales conference and I was actually getting got awarded that year, one club, all that stuff. And, but I looked around me, man, and I looked and I saw what Eric would look like if he stayed 10 years in this corporate track, right? Probably VP of sales at some point, whatever it may be, but unhealthy, you know, unsatisfied with, with everything. Because in sales, if you're just selling things, all you're doing is just at the end of the year, wrapping up a whole bunch of work and numbers, putting in a box, and then you have to start over again every year, right? And so that, that was an alarm bell going off in my head. And I was like, you know, I really want to be my own boss. I want to be, you know, I want to be at the top of the pyramid, even though the pyramid may be tiny, right? So when the opportunity happened and to open a business, I took it and that opportunity came to me in a simple text message. And this was 2008. So this was T9. If you remember this, right? We didn't have the keyboard. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was my, one of my college teammates, Trevor Boehm, who it was just real simple text. It just said, Hey, you want to open a gym? And I was like, huh. And I just started CrossFit. I was at Chris Lalane's gym. So Jack Lalane's nephew in San Francisco. I was learning about CrossFit. I was seeing this exponential growth in his gym. I was like, this is crazy nuts. And then I serendipitously got this text message, you know, right after I got back from this national sales conference. So one beer later, I was at happy hour. Um, I replied and I said, yes, I do. So fast forward about six months, I was packing up everything I'm I owned, um, leaving San Francisco, I was driving down to Santa Barbara, California, because that's where we decided was the best opportunity to open a gym um, and a place we wanted to live. And I also didn't know anybody there, nor had I ever set foot there. And we went for it. We opened this little 800 square foot spot um, in the middle of a huge economical, economic downturn. So it was 2008, 09. But that's we exactly just, when I opened my studio. Yeah, know, right. But know, there's opportunity the in those, man. <laughs> yeah, there's opportunity in those times, and yeah. we just we just hustled. I mean, you remember we had no social media, right? Yeah. Couldn't pay Dude, for there it. was nothing. There I was remember nothing. when Yelp, like, there was a representative who was like one of five people that came to came to my studio offering me Yelp, like in a way yeah. that, like, I was like, nah, it's not for me. And then Groupon, they came like. Like guy who like started Groupon, like came to me and was like, yeah, man, we're, I just started this thing called Groupon. It's going to give you discounts. I'm like, no, man, my, my services are not discounted. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried. I think I tried a little bit of all of that, man. But you know, the, one of the best things and you probably attest this too, is just, you know, good old fashioned relationship marketing referrals and doing a great job. And, you know, we, we really just started the business by walking around and knocking on doors, introducing ourselves physically to people. I know that sounds nuts to some, you know, maybe millennial people are starting businesses. Yeah. I actually went out and shook hands, introduced myself, got business cards, followed up, 
did all of these things that you had to do to start a business and that effort combined with the, you know, CrossFit starting to get popular and then the economy turning around, we, we hit a wave, man. It was great. You know, we started to rise and, you know, through a nine year span, we grew that gym, you know, it was a half a million dollars in revenue per year. And I invested in another one. I had to buy out my business partner at one point. Then I, you know, successfully sold it in 2017. And yeah, I went through all of the cycles of business that you can kind of go through in a small business. And, mm. you know, I was fulfilled in that. And, and when I look back, I'm like, God, Eric, you know, you, you, you had a made, you, you lived in Santa Barbara, you know, I had a beautiful wife. I had this amazing community, this, this, solid business, but, you know, things kind of changed in 2016. We just had a really challenging year personally between a friend's suicide to my wife's father dropping dead of a heart attack at 62. We lost a pregnancy late, which was kind of, you know, that was it for our hopes of, of really having a family. And then at the end of the year, our, our dog died. And oh, through man. all of that stuff, I just got you know, chills, bro. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it was cold. It was a dark year. Right. And, but you know, every time you go through stuff like that, you come out differently. And when I did come out of that, I kind of sobered up and, you know, my wife and I always talked about like, well, you know, someday we'll go live in a mountain town, right? Someday we'll do this. And someday, someday, someday. And, you know, I, I was just stressed out and I came home and I'm like, you know, we always talk about living in this mountain town. Let's just do it. And she's like, are you effing with me? Like, do not joke with me about this. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I want to do it. And her response was awesome. And she's like, well, why don't we go live in a bunch of them? I was, like, I was like, all right, even better. Let's do it. Right. So, you know, I, I started putting, you know, one foot in the front of the other, figuring out, well, how do I sell this thing? I never sold a business before. And, you know, the process he's unfolded and, and, you know, plenty of hiccups along the way, but successfully sold it and then sold shares my other one. And we hit the road and we went, uh, my wife was able to work from anywhere with her job. I was still kind of figure out what I wanted to do, but you know, through a three-year period, we lived in parts of Oregon, Washington, lots of British Columbia, Montana, kept coming back to, to Montana, 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 and, and now we were settled. So, you know, this is uh, what, August 19, 2020, we just got a, a lot of land here and we're building a home in Whitefish, Montana. And from a, a business perspective, it was, it, it's been an interesting three years. I have started three or four businesses varying levels of success. Honestly, most of them failures. Had a digital marketing agency, which kind of got off to a quick start, but then realized that A, really didn't like the work. B, we, we didn't have a sustainable model. So that one collapsed. I started an online community for fitness professionals and entrepreneurs, which quick success early, but then unsustainable over time. So all these things I tried. And one thing or two things that always stuck was podcasting. So I have the Future of Fitness podcast. I had the Fitness Blitz radio between those two, about 500 episodes. And then also I just started the Black Diamond podcast for, for what I'm doing now. But I also started doing business coaching on the side and started mentoring people. And I, I didn't realize I'd actually been doing it for years. So when I mm -hmm. met my now, my business partner, Ken Andruco, I was randomly up in British Columbia, spending a month up there. And uh, someone texted me like, oh, you should meet Ken. It was actually the person who bought my gym. She's like, yeah, you should meet my mentor, Ken. He's there. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll reach out to him. As soon as I got off, you know, text message with her 10 minutes later, I got a, a call from him. Be like, hey, I hear you're in my town. Why don't you come, come over, you know, this weekend and we'll hang out. So I did and I met him. We drank a lot of bourbon. We hung out. We drove four by fours throughout the mountains of, of golden British Columbia and we got to know each other and we realized that our values aligned and we, we seemed to work well together. And about you know, nine months later, we said, hey, let's, let's, let's do this together. So we started Level 5 Mentors and 
been off to the races, man. It's been a lot of fun. We're, we're growing quickly. We have huge opportunities, you know, that, that could change a lot of things. And, you know, I still am deeply rooted in the fitness industry and, you know, the future of fitness podcast. I started back in December, 2017 with the purpose of like, where's this whole thing going? How's it going to change? It seemed like an industry that was just stagnant you know, and then the business models and how technology was doing. It. And I wanted to get ahead of that. And now with everything that's happening, I just found myself in an interesting position because these are people I've been talking to for years now, right? Mm-hmm. And now they, the whole market, it seems to be coming to them. And it, it's been a really interesting ride, man. I, I want to change as painful as some moments were and, and, you know, dark as things can get as an entrepreneur when things aren't working and you're full of doubt. I, I don't think I'd change any of it for the world. I'm, I'm really excited for, for where I am now. Wow. What a, what a great story. I'm inspired by it. I'm also, I can relate to it in so many ways and I'm sure people listening can relate to it, especially if you're a fitness professional, but you know, we all go through these ups and downs in life. It's inevitable, right? It's not how hard you fall. It's how quickly you pick yourself back up. And I've got a, a great saying that I learned from one of my mentors, every breakdown can lead to a breakthrough, right? And you're right. I would never change any of the breakdowns that I had in my life, in my career, personally and professionally that, you know, because without those, I wouldn't be who I am today. I mean, you could read a best-selling author or a president of the United States going all the way back to Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin, like they all had major breakdowns or, you know, states of, of, of depression or, or where they couldn't and couldn't see maybe the light at the end of the tunnel. But in the end, they became heroes. And, you know, that, that time period served them well later on. And I want people listening to know that, you know, listen, life is not linear. Business is not linear. It's not a straight line, man. It's a zigzag. You got you to gotta stay flexible. You got to stay resilient. You got to stay focused. You got to have an intention. Your purpose and intention and why is most important. And that's the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast is really like you got to believe it before you can achieve it. It isn't like some magic wand that you or I, you know, I'm talking to you, Eric, can sprinkle on somebody. It ain't just having a CrossFit gym or having the business knowledge to give the trainer to know how to get going and do it. You got to do it, man. You got to do it and do it and do it and do it right over and over again. And without that, you're not going to have success. However it looks right. You got to be vigilant. And so, you know, I drive that message home. Like you got to believe it. You got to see it. You got to visualize it. You got to own it before it becomes the true reality. And when it does become a reality, my guess and my bet is that it doesn't look the way that you saw it, right? It usually doesn't look that way. It usually has a lot of those elements, but it's probably going to look and feel a little different, you know, and, and, and in a good way, I think even in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love all that, man. And we have really, I think you'll find this analogy interesting and we use it all the time is that, you know, a lot of people understand where they want to be right? Or maybe they don't, maybe they haven't really taken time to say, Hey, you know, at this end of thing called life, where do I want to be? Or 10 years from now, 20 years from now, no one, everyone looks months out in advance, but they don't look out, you know, everyone overestimates what they can do in a year and underestimates what they can do in 10. But if you have a vision for where you want to be, let's say, let's, let's equate this to a plane flight. Like I know at some point I'm going to leave San Francisco and I'm going to get to Boston, right? Now, when that plane when that plane leaves Boston or leaves San Francisco and it's on its flight, what percentage of the time roughly is it on course? And the answer to that question is about eight percent of the time it's on course. So that means ninety two percent of the time you are course correcting through your life. But if you know you want to get to Boston, right, then you're going to get there. You may have to 
who knows, maybe you walk, right? But you can get there if you just know which direction you want to go and just keep moving forward. And you're going to course correct because that's natural. And I love what you said about zigzagging in business because now I would say it's not only a zigzag, but sometimes there's just some curly things in there. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of shapes that come through in business growth. And that's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship. I think it's kind of like mental athletics, really, you know, for people who, who are into that kind of thing. Yeah, certainly. So you had said that your your former high school or college uh, athlete that you played some sport with. What sport was that? Uh, water polo. Oh, cool! Awesome. Mm-hmm. That would have been yeah. an awesome sport. I, yeah. That's one sport I've never tried. I, I mean, I'm sure there's several others. I know there's several others. That's one of them that I've never tried. I wish I had. I never had the opportunity to. Yeah, well, it's it's an interesting sport, and I kind of put it in the same category as like. Uh, hockey or, you know, I know something where like, if, if you weren't swimming most of your life, it's a hard thing to go pick up water polo because it's too much to think about. Like if one of these, if, if just being in the water isn't subconscious for you, then it's hard to pick up all the other things, the ball angles and the, you know, the, the defense and all that. So it's a sport you really kind of start early on, kind of like hockey, I would imagine. Like if I get, mm-hmm. if I went to go play hockey right now, I can barely ice skate. All I would think about is like not falling. And I think yes. for most people, water polo would just be like, well, I just don't want to drown, right? So you're not going to enjoy the sport. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, fact about that. I like how you, how you spun that. I also I heard that polo uh, is played in depths, like water depths of like 12 feet, like really like deep, like water, not where it's like six feet and you can sort of touch, but not really. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah, it's totally true. And it's funny because in, uh, in college we had a, we made a t-shirt, we made a new t-shirt for our team every year. And one of them was, you know, Boston college water polo. That's right. We can't touch the bottom. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's not anytime, if you see a game that's being played and they can't touch the bottom, it's not actually regulation. It should be uh, at least six feet in depth. Awesome. Good. Well, you know what? And I'm sure you learned tremendous amount of you know, skills and life lessons playing a sport. I, I am a huge fan of sport. I've been playing it my whole life. I still play in, you know, different variety of ways. But I think that if you're listening, if you have kids or you're young and you can still get out there and play a, a organized sport, get out there and play no matter what it is. Find something you're decent at and work towards it because it's going to pay off so much later in life. It's just the parallels in sport and in life are so similar. I actually tell my clients, you know, that when you're in here, my, my fitness studio and I'm coaching you, that's the, that's the practice. The game you're playing is the game of life. When you walk out these doors, that's where the results happen. That's where what you learned in here, the motivation, the inspiration, the education on what to do, how to do it, how to play that game better is going to happen when you walk out those doors. Don't expect any results to happen in here. It's happening all out there. That's awesome. It's awesome. Spot on, man. Spot on. Yeah. Game of life. So tell me about this new business uh, venture that you got going on. Black Diamond... So that's my podcast. So the new, the newest podcast I'm releasing now is uh, we just started marketing it actually last week. And uh, it's called the Black Diamond Podcast. And it's a line with brought to you by Level 5 Mentors. So if people go to level5mentors.com, you'll find um, all about Ken and I and what we do. But the podcast for me, like I, I know you love podcasting. Everyone does it for different reasons. I like to create great content, but I also love the relationships that I form when I have somebody on my show, right? Oh, and so much of the relationships I have, the network I've built, the business we've earned comes from my podcast. And simply by 
me having the opportunity to honestly and curiously learn about them and their business and what their goals are through an interview format has really opened up the doors in so many different ways. So yeah, what we're, what we're looking at now is, you know, Ken and I originally started with, you know, business coaching for solopreneurs or small business. And now we found ourselves kind of into working into a different realm of that companies are in the one to 3 million mark, mostly within the fitness industry, because we know that vertical really well. But we're also spanning out. We're creating a new SaaS product on our own through the team. So we're just, the world is ripe with opportunities. And, you know, we, we look at it in a way of, we're not looking to take on a ton of mentoring and business coaching clients. We're looking for ones that we would personally invest in. So we always mm. ask ourselves that question, like, you know, we're not physically or monetarily investing up front, but would we invest in this person or this concept? And that's kind of how we judge, you know, whether or not it's a good client for us to work with. And then we move from there. So, you know, names, I did some consulting last year for franchises like F45 at the corporate level, Active Life RX is one of our biggest clients, Team Builder, Whole Life Challenge, all these companies that are highly, that have potential for scalability are, are really interesting for us. Very cool. Now, can you work with, or would you work with someone who, let's say, had a, you know, a small business, but had it, had the ability to scale it and grow it? Would you yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right before we we recorded, we started this recording. I was meeting with my clients, Erica Suter, so you can people can check her out, Erica Suter S U T E R dot com. And she, when I met her, she was well-established. She had been, you know, in the youth soccer world for um, a while. She was doing some coaching. Now she's got her business looks completely different. She not only is she doing coaching in person, what she's actually letting go of. Now she has purely online coaching. She has digital products that she's selling. She has a podcast and now she's mentoring other coaches. So we can take, you know, once again, it's more about the individual and the entrepreneur and what their vision is and helping them get there because most of us see where we want to go. We just don't know how to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it comes down to blind spots or just being stuck on things and, and being swirling around in the way that we think because we have our same thought patterns that we don't recognize. So it's, it's really, it, there's so much similarity between, you know, the thousands of people I coached um, at my gym and in person and the entrepreneur's mind, you know, fitness and business are very, very similar, right? Mm -hmm. Consistency, you know, habits, all of those things that you teach all of your clients and just, you know, having a strong mindset, preparing yourself for, for anything that could happen. So it's, it's super similar, man. It's, it's really interesting and it's a lot of fun. I love seeing wow, these entrepreneurs grow. Sounds like fun. I can hear the passion in your voice and, you know, what an opportunity for you to expand in your career or just in your just in your personal life, you know, I find that in my experience personally and both professionally with other trainers, they get stuck, right? They mm -hmm. feel like, you know, at 45, at 50 years old, they're going to be doing the same thing they were doing in their 20s. And that may be the case. You may be, you know, that may be your story, but I think that there's a bigger story and you take with those experiences and you can leverage them and be able to grow something that you're not necessarily maybe thinking of today. And I love how you're able to like help someone see a vision because you're right. If the more you do it, the more ingrained those habits and patterns become, not that they're bad patterns. I mean, they're actually probably really good patterns, but then like you get this, like, it's like thinking outside the box, right? I mean, that's literally what, what you're allowing or enabling somebody to do. And that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's interesting too. I mean, if we can, we can talk about the fitness industry because I think a lot of people are here are probably curious about 
you know, you or the coach they work with, or, you know, the, the person listening and maybe a fitness professional. And I think traditionally we always saw it as like, well, you get a trainer certification, you start doing some personal training or some coaching on a team or whatever it may be. And then you kind of work up one level or maybe you're, you know, working with a bunch of them or you max out on your hours. And then they, everyone thought, well, the next level is now I'm going to open a facility, right? Probably what you did, you know, 13 years ago, you kind of saw like, this is the next now, there is so much opportunity that you can go in so many different directions as a fitness professional. I mean, you can go, obviously content is, is hugely important, right? And during this Corona thing, like at home workout equipment and partnerships you can have for that, or, you know, everyone's now a Zoom coach, right? So people are trying to figure out, well, how do I make that experience better? How do I change that? How do I differentiate myself? So the, the avenues that the, the fitness industry is, is opening up to now is really exciting. You know, I, I hate to see any kind of suffering of, you know, small business because I feel that it hurts. You know, I, I, I know I've been there and I just happen to be fortunate that everything's digital for me now, but that pain is going to lead to something that's going to be much greater for the industry. And you know who always wins? The consumer. So the yeah. consumer always wins. I love how you just frame that. I, I, and so, so right on, you know, pain causes you to like, we have, we're motivated to, we're motivated towards pleasure and away from pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So when the pain is strong enough or, or, you know, you're dealing with it so much, you're going to do whatever it takes to get out of pain. When financial pain is terrible. I actually say that it's one of my biggest breakdowns. I have like three major breakdowns in my life that had changed the course of my, just course of my life. And one of them was my near financial bankruptcy. When I opened this studio in the 2008, you know, debacle happened in our finance or in our financial world. And, you know, I had, you know, a couple hundred dollars left in the bank account. I owed over hundreds of thousands, over a hundred thousand dollars, the debts. And it was a terrible situation. I would put myself to sleep in the middle of the day because I didn't know what else to do. I'm not a drinker or a drug addict or, you know, would go to that kind of route, but I put myself to sleep because I was like, I got to check out, man. I had nothing coming in and no, and people calling. My car got repossessed. Like I saw them pull it out of my garage. I thought they wouldn't be able to get into my garage, right? Well, they can get in. Let me tell you, I saw them pulling it out on a flatbed and I was like, oh my God, man, it is, this is rock bottom, you know? And my parents were like, well, maybe the dream's over. You got to come home to Jersey, you know? And I was like, no effing way. <laughs> like, I'm going to figure it out one way or another. And I did, you know, I actually, I, I took a loan from one of my clients who gave me uh, $10,000 on a, a 3% interest rate and paid over time whenever I could. And another client that I used to work with in New York gave me a $5,000 loan interest-free, you know, paid back whenever I could. And that 15000 gave me a little bit of like breathing room where I could like, get creative and think and like get my action, get my mojo back a little, you know, it was just enough to like give me, it was like a life vest, you know? And, you know, I swam the shore, so to speak. And, you know, I got it moving. And within six years, I was, you know, almost debt-free, seven years debt-free and, you know, haven't looked back since. It's been like five years where now, like I said, before we recorded this, you know, I'm living within my means, you know, even beneath my means. And, I've sacrificed and made, you know, certain uh, things that I liked, you know, things that I would want and need or would want, but I don't need, you know, I've, I've put them off and I, you know, I, I suppressed my ego a little bit and, 
you know, my wife is really good about that too. And she keep, we keep in check with each other and we enjoy life in ways that, you know, most don't. And I think that they should, because it's actually more meaningful and joyous. We're creating really awesome memories. Like I just spent five weeks on the East coast with my family, you know, where I told you for the first time, I actually enjoyed being there and enjoyed having that time with them and enjoyed the space that I grew up in in a different way because there was space. The bottom line, there was space. Like unlike LA where everything is jam-packed and crowded, you know, I felt like, wow, this is awesome. And I had the the opportunity to spend that much time there. I was still working a little bit doing Zoom sessions with clients, but you know, it was it, it was just wonderful. So the point of that is like, you know, man, we, I, I've been through it. I've been there. I get what you're saying. And at the end of the, at the end of this, those that can get out of their own way are going to find a new way and a better way. And you're right. I love how you said the people who are going to benefit also are the consumers because, you know, the, the, the people we as professionals create the consumer experience. If we're creating an enlightening, if we're enlightened and feeling good, then the consumer is going to be enlightened and feeling good. So it's a win-win. Yeah, man. It, there's be, and there's one thing I really want to emphasize in your story there, because I think it's something that a lot of, you know, if you're anybody, you know, if you're a business owner or a young fitness professional or anybody who, you know, I guess it, it really, it's just a universal thing is that the thing that saved you was relationships in 2008. And it's yes. something that people don't understand that relationships are something that you can build intentionally and nurture over time because they are a lifeline. They can be a lifeline. There's a, I've heard so many stories during this COVID, you know, financial crisis of people being saved due to relationships that they nurtured over time. And uh, that's something that I would urge somebody, if somebody is getting started in, in business or just in life in general, is that nurture relationships, value them because you never know. Like I get up excited every morning because I've, I've fostered so many relationships in my life and I'm always out to help people. I'm a help first kind of person. Go-Giver is my first book, my, my favorite mm-hmm. book of all time. If people haven't read it, like Bob Burns, The Go-Giver. It, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And if, if you go out there with that attitude, it's like, hey, I'm here to help people first amazing how things come back in the universe to help you out. And, you know, one of the, when we talk about consumer needs changing in the, in the fitness industry, one thing that's, that entrepreneurs can't stand is status quo. One thing that entrepreneurs love is shifts in consumer needs. And right now we saw a huge shift. People couldn't, they don't either can't, or they don't want or feel safe to go into maybe a normal gym environment, or, you know, you're seeing classes run outside or people looking for home, you know, solutions, all these things are changing so quickly that entrepreneurs get really excited when shift, when, you know, shift hits the fan, right? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and it just came out of my mouth. I meant to say something else. You should um, use that. I love that. Man. Yeah. You when shift hits it. the fan. Yeah. It's yeah, um, great. So it's, it's really, it's, it's an interesting time for entrepreneurs and everybody I know is, is, you know, who is an entrepreneur is got really kind of excited be like, okay, this is a break. This is when status quo changes is when people who traditionally have control of, of verticals or markets lose control. And it's, it's, it's a cool time for new things to come out. Innovation is, is happening at a light speed within the industry. You know, I, t- I get the opportunity to talk to, you know, CEO of Gold's Gym or MyZone or all these people who are doing really interesting things. And they all agree like, hey, whatever happens right now, whatever the new normal looks like, it's going to be different for the fitness industry. And ultimately the consumer will win because we're all trying to meet your needs. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the biggest thing. And we're, the, those who do it the most efficiently, the most 
with the most innovation and, you know, really give the consumer what they want, they're, they're going to win. I don't know what that is yet. I'm trying to figure it out exactly what that's going to look like, but. Um, well, I, you know, if I could add to that, you know, trying to figure it out and you don't know what it is really, you don't even know what it is when it's in your face, right. When you mm-hmm. get there, right. Because unless it's a specific clear goal that you're going towards, but like right now there is no specific clear goal. We don't even know like when the end is going to be of this COVID, when we're going to have a vaccine, they're saying, you know, today that it may be early 2021 and, and, you know, and just in small amounts, right? Like I, there's so many, so much ambiguity right now that we don't really know. We just got to go. And I love that because it's about the journey, right? Not the destination, which is what I preach all the time to my clients. Like, don't worry. Yes. The goal is important. No doubt, but enjoy the journey, like feel good, have fun, you know, stay consistent. And everything else will take care of itself, right? You work towards a goal, check in once in a while with whether it's your weight or your strength or your balance or whatever it looks like, your cardio, just do it. And like I said earlier, do it and do it and do it. Make it a habit, make it a lifestyle. So we've got a few minutes before we part. I can continue to go on with this conversation over and over again. And I actually would love to to rebook you later in the future, perhaps in maybe six months and kind of revisit where we're at right, to see where we are on the journey uh, with COVID and the fitness industry and what's now at that point in time relevant to talk about. But what would be your, your final suggestion for, you know, anybody alike to, you know, your, your, of all your experiences, both professionally, personally, in your sport that you played, uh, water polo uh, in life, the breakdowns and breakthroughs, what would you, what lesson in life or what lesson would you impart on somebody today living through COVID, living in, you know, a space knowing that health and fitness is paramount, you know, today. And, you know, it's one of the, it's it, like your, your health is your wealth, you know, bottom line. What would you tell somebody and how would you motivate and inspire them? I would say, um, and this is more practical, is don't overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, hey, drink enough water, get some movement every day, get some sunshine, right? Enjoy your relationships. Take this time as a downward period to just kind of recalibrate and know that, hey, you don't have to be doing the most complex workout program in the world, right? Mm. In order to see results, just, you know, eat a little bit better, eat more fruits and vegetables. Just try to be a little bit better every day. You don't have to get there overnight and don't overcomplicate the whole thing. And I've been in you know, uh, I've gotten trouble sometimes when I talk on podcasts and I'll just say, Hey, I, I do believe at times the fitness profession has overcomplicated things to make ourselves feel needed. Right. Yeah. When really we're just changing people's behavior and that is most effectively done by just changing little things every day. So if there's something you can do for five minutes every day for the next 30 days, that'll improve your health and fill and fit in your enjoyment of life do it for five minutes a day. My wife picked up yoga. She hated yoga. Six months ago, if I had told you, if you had told me, hey, your wife is doing yoga every day for 30 minutes a day, I would have been like, that's nuts. There's no way she'd ever do it. You know what? She picked up something. It was a challenge. She did it for five minutes a day for 10, for 10 days and she loved it and she started mm. doing it. Now she does it all the time and that's all it takes. So don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple, but stay consistent with it and you'll be, you'll be great. Awesome. My man. Eric Malzoni, that was awesome. Great interview, great information, and super inspiring and motivating. I wish you continued success on your journey in health and fitness to inspire and, and teach others you know, how to do it a way that's efficient and to be successful and to build relationships, as you said, 
meaningful relationships that last a lifetime that will serve all of us and make the world a better place ultimately. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. You got it. Well, I hope to be on your podcast soon. All of yeah. your uh, information will be in the show notes. So please visit the show notes to learn more about Eric and his services and his podcast and all of that information that he's been up to. We spoke about today. Again, thanks, Eric, for being on the show. Until next time, everybody, stay healthy and fit. For more information or support on how you can be healthy and fit, visit my website at stevejordan.com or follow me on Instagram at stevejordanlifestyle. Subscribe to I Am Healthy and Fit wherever you are listening so you don't miss any future episodes that could better your health and fitness. One last favor, friends. Please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Your rating and comments not only help my podcast reach more people, but you could literally be saving someone's life who found it because of your feedback. Thanks again for listening and stay healthy and fit.